Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I recently read a statistic saying that women on average spend 30 years of their lifetime thinking about their bodies. As much as these numbers horrified me, I'm not as surprised as I should be. We live in a diet culture with companies making profit of women's insecurities. Countless TV shows aiming to make people lose weight. Advertisements on buses telling you what to eat or not to eat to be able to fit in your skinny jeans. And influencers collaborating with detox products to reach young customers. However, more and more people are trying to challenge these forces and self-love has been a hot topic the last few months. It is everything from taking bubble baths to doing yoga and meditation, but also the art of saying no and cutting out toxic people from our lives. In this episode, I meet my friend Hermione, who focuses all her energy on activism, which leaves very little time to think about appearance. We discuss sustainability, both in regards to the environment, but also in terms of our own mental health. What tools can we use to create mental peace? How do we step away from focusing on what our bodies look like? What alternative things can we do during 30 years of our lives? My name is Fanny Beckman, and this is Women of My Generation. Hermione, finally you're here. We're talking about having you here over for Pete and I for quite a while. Um, and actually, I've been living here for two years, and I'm surprised you haven't been to mine before. But <laughs> yeah, this is literally the first time I've been in yeah. this beautiful flat. <laughs> yeah, it's tiny, but, but great. <laughs> um, but I feel like 2019 has been a year with lots of focus on self-love. And that probably says a lot about our age and where we are in our lives and like kind of mid-twenties-ish. But in various media I follow, so both on social media, podcasts and books, there's been a big focus on self-care and prioritising our well-being. And obviously you and I are really close friends and mental health is always a hot topic when we meet. So I want to talk more about this with you and hear what you do yourself when you're struggling, both on like short-term and long-term basis. So I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to have this Pete and I, and then we're going to do some face masks and just like continue to talk about mental health. 
Um, but first of all, so you spend most of your time doing activism, um, or you work, or going out with friends, and sometimes you get a bit overwhelmed and stressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you do to unwind in those situations? Um, so yeah, I mean, I do have a really bad habit of overdoing it constantly, which is both like fueled by my like anxiety and like low self-esteem issues and stuff, mm. but also makes them a whole lot worse. Mm. But it's only in the last like couple of years that I've really, I've realised that how I was feeling and how anxious I was getting wasn't actually normal. I just thought it was like my personality. Mm. So, um... Oh, you mean like normal to you? Yeah, well, I'm just normal. That ev- I felt like everyone felt like that, but actually, I was really mm. suffering with lots of sy- symptoms of anxiety, which oh, okay. I didn't know mm. that I could seek help for. Basically, yeah. it wasn't until like friends like pushed me to do that. Again, I thought that's this is why we need to talk more about mental health because otherwise, you don't know how other people feel or if there's something like in quotes wrong with you yeah um so yeah again this is why we have to talk more about mental health yeah because it's only like experience and well i just started having like panic attacks and stuff Mm -hmm. i've always ran on a kind of like burnout cycle lifestyle but Mm. always just got really stressed because Mm. i wanted to do well and and want to do everything and do everything well yeah that's always been your problem isn't it that (laughs) you struggle to say no to things Mm. there's just so much cool stuff out there to do yeah but when you feel stressed, what, how, do you, how do you cope with it nowadays? Then? Yeah, so um, since like having therapy and stuff, I've got a lot better at recognising the symptoms and realising when I'm like starting to like burn myself out and that's when I know that I just like need to take a step back. Um, especially this year, actually, I've not... Like, I love like going out and drinking and like letting loose, but I've realised that's not really like an answer to making me feel better. Mm. So I've just tried to do... Just spend time by myself to recharge because mm. I it I love being around people but it does get quite exhausting because you're constantly like switched on mm. so just like listen I love listening to podcasts the guilty feminist is like my absolute that's your like, favorite yeah my favorite mm. it's just like my comfort podcast yeah it's so funny and mm. just chilling out in my room and like yeah I love doing like creative like mindful things like oh what kind of mindful Things. Just like stuff like weaving, like drawing. Mm. So I I don't do it enough, but I really love it. And just just the classic stereotypical things like doing yoga always makes me feel great. Yeah. Don't do it enough. Mm. Going for walks in the countryside, mm. turning off my phone, mm. just like leaving it behind. Yeah. But actually, I realised I really love and find um, going to gigs by myself really mindful. Mm. Don't know what it is. I think it's just that like it takes you out of your head and out of your body and you're like living in the present enjoying like really amazing music yeah yeah that's really cool that you say that because also I think lots of people have this idea of what self-love should look like or self-care but it could be so many different things not just yoga or yeah. bubble baths or whatever <laughs> like you see on Instagram that's like what capitalism tells us exactly <laughs> so true <laughs> Um, buy this pillow spray yeah yeah (laughs) that's really good that you found your own tools to cope with stress um and you said like creative stuff so you're working with your hands i suppose that helps as well yeah Um, i think just to spend a lot of time inside my own head mm. so it just means i'm kind of 
even do, and doing exercise as well, like going for runs, mm. it's just so good. Yeah, and it just makes you feel like mm. buzzing. For yeah, the <laughs> like I, I do yoga from time to time, but I actually prefer doing like boxing and stuff like that because yeah. then I'm truly in the moment. God, it sounds like such a cliche, doesn't it? No, because it's just like but pumping that adrenaline and like, you're just like, it's just you and your body. Exactly. And that's it. Like your yeah. brain doesn't have time to think about all mm. of the things that goes around in it every single day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I really like that exercise as well. Yeah. But when you do crafty things, do you take a minute and think about, or like think about your life or is it all focused on Thing you're actually doing the creative thing or do you use that moment to think about stuff I feel like when because I'm not like super good at anything it's not like it's absent-minded like I have to concentrate so mm. honestly I can't even tell you my brain is like constantly it's mm. so hard to like calm it down mm. so just doing anything that's like Mm. I don't know, even just putting a podcast on and listening to someone else or even, like, sitting in silence and doing it. Yeah, like, yeah. chill music mm. and just trying not to think about all of the things that are constantly running around my head. Yeah. But to be honest, I'm not very good at sitting still mm. and doing things. Mm. I'm really not. No, it's no. something I need to get better at. You're so, so busy. And for the people who don't know you as well as I <laughs> do, um, so I want to talk to you about your activists. Because that's mm-hmm. such a big part of who you are. Um, so could you just tell people what kind of activist you do, basically? Yeah. So introduce yourself and... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, like a few years ago, I started up a project called Revival Collective, which is kind of trying to engage um, young people in ethical and sustainable living and make it like cool and like desirable and quite accessible mm. and break it down into easy like steps so we've um did it like basically with a blog that had lots of different things on like in- inspiration pieces but also like guides and also doing like investigations into different topics and like mm. revealing all of the like bad things in the world that people might not even have thought yeah. about um and yeah we also did lots have started doing lots of events like um, in Brighton as well, like clothes swaps, like repair and upcycle workshops, mm. just lots of things to help kind of with mindset change, but show people that yeah, they can have fun and still like live a sustainable life. Um, but to start as like a fashion blog or just explain what sustainability in what way? Mm-hmm. So just clothes and what other things? Um, and- it was. Clothes, beauty, lifestyle, like food. Mm. We kind of wanted it to cover lots of bases. Mm. But, yeah, that's kind of what it started as. I mean, my background has been through, like, eco-activism from a fashion perspective. Okay. Looking... Actually, it was mostly to do with the ethical side of it, so, like, garment worker rights. And then I started learning more about the environmental side of it. And Mm. they're so interlinked and... Then as my, like, feminism, like, progressed and I started learning more about intersectional feminism, that has then influenced what I think about what to do with Revival Collective. Yeah. And I've become kind of more engaged in, like, 
direct action and mm. that kind of led to me joining Extinction Rebellion and doing lots of stuff through yeah. that as well. Yeah, you're so busy with that now. <laughs> you went to London, did loads yeah. of activism there. And why do you do it? Um, well, I think because I've, for three years, I've been kind of doing gentle activism, mm. always thinking like the best way to get people engaged is to kind of educate them in a fun way. But mm. Um, yeah, and just like looking at things like craftivism and more and like art as activism, just more like relaxed ways of not like pushing your agenda on someone but just mm. engaging them with it. And then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, actually, that sounds really cool, or that's not as hard as I thought. Um, but obviously, like, it just got a bit exhausting because I was putting a lot of time and energy to it, didn't really feel like it was having that much of an impact, and then finding out more and more about how serious like the environmental crisis Mm. is at the moment and being like what can I do and then Extinction Rebellion came along and at first I was super intimidated by it I was a bit like oh it's a bit intense like Mm. um but I knew that I really enjoyed going to protests like it just feels amazing to be around people who think the same way as you do and are really energized yeah and then it's a sense of belonging isn't it yeah Mm. and like finding your people, I guess, mm. um, who are just as passionate like changing the world as you are. And I, when I went to my first meeting with XR, I was so impressed about how like well organised it was and mm. how lovely everyone was. Mm. And then I was like, oh my god, I can actually be part of something that really is like making a difference. And direct action is super addictive because mm. you feel like you're actually like doing something yeah. doing direct action with so many people mobilized with you mm. it's like wow we're actually like making an impact and mm. we might not all die and yeah. there's still hope <laughs> <Yeah>. for us <laughs> but also the, you said gentle activism before i never heard mm-hmm. that term before but i like it you're a gentle activist definitely oh uh, yeah <laughs> but also the problem is when you have like workshops and stuff like that the people who come to those workshops they are already interested in it and mm, most part already part of it and doing something themselves but with direct action you kind of influence more people I guess yeah and piss a lot more people off yeah 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 you just get Mm. noticed like with gentle activism people come to you most of the time Mm. with direct action you're literally shoving things in people's faces but but also like I think the gentle activism is more about mindset change and influencing us as citizens whereas the direct action that I've been doing for XR is more aimed towards like lobbying governments Mm. um and you know we've wasted so much time and energy in the past like writing to our local MPs and trying to get people to change and Mm. nothing that we never get listened to yeah yeah it's only when everyone kind of starts shouting and and yeah and XR is so creative I think Mm. that's I've always been interested in, like, creative ways of um, doing activism. Like, with you, with your photography, obviously. Mm, like, mm. it's so... Art is such an engaging way to... It really is. Um, so, obviously, the, with your background, believing in the sustainable lifestyle and the sense of belonging, there's so many reasons why you do activism. But what I thought was really interesting was um, when you brought up that activism... Activism has kind of helped you um, stop thinking about your body because now you have 
you spend all this time thinking about uh, activism and doing it rather than thinking about your appearance. So could you tell us a bit more about that and how your journey has been? Yeah, I think I've always kind of, when I was younger, like struggled with my confidence and felt a bit lost and didn't really know what my place was in the world. And I, like, I know that I've had like low self-esteem issues for like most of my life and only from going through like CBT recently and like unpicking it all. Mm. I just like constantly like need validation. And I used to feel whenever I felt negatively or I felt rubbish about something, I'd always project it onto my body and I'd like look in the mirror and cry and I'd be like feel guilty if I didn't go to the gym. Mm. I'm not naturally a slim person and no matter how much I was going to the gym, I was getting really strong, but I wasn't like losing weight and I was like comparing myself to all of these like other people who I thought looked that was like perfection Mm. and then I just started finding something that like filled that hole inside me that I thought like changing my appearance would fill um and make me just feel really empowered and Mm. just I don't know it's it was weird like it just gave me a sense of purpose I guess and Mm. makes me feel like I'm actually doing something good and I just in in the last year or so just kind of stopped even thinking about Mm. my body at all except for like as a vessel to like take me places yeah yeah and like I love clothes and I like dressing my body but I don't really worry about how things look but I think that's also because I stopped wearing like high-waisted skinny jeans yeah yeah so I've just like got my loose baggy like elasticated clots and dungarees all the time so I'm just like I don't even notice if I put on a few exactly because you can't yeah you can't feel it and that's really interesting that you you said that but again I recognize the um this so much and I resonate with the like the fact that you do activism and how that has changed your way at looking at your body and your purpose with life. Because when I do feminism and I walk in marches, or when I keep myself busy, I have no time or energy to think about what I look like whatsoever. And that's really interesting because in the introduction to this episode, I mentioned that uh, women, on average, spend 30 years of their life thinking about their bodies which is imagine everything we could do with 30 years of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it's really inspiring that you've found your purpose. Like, you're 24 and you, you know the purpose of your life. Well, my purpose, like, just being broke forever because all I want to do <laughs> is, like, work for charities. But it's interesting you say that because it literally is, like, how the patriarchy keep us down. Mm. Like, just the fact that we use up so much headspace thinking about how we look and Mm. like thinking about and so much money buying beauty products and trying to improve our appearance all the time and that is money that most men well I guess things are changing but most men don't really have to think about you know Mm. they think about all the extra hours they have in their day because they just have their like three-in-one like bathroom product, yeah. go in the shower for like <laughs> yeah, five true. minutes, come out, look in the mirror, maybe have a bit of a shave, mm. then grab some breakfast, go to work. Whereas, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I didn't wear makeup today, but it was like, 
a friend was like, oh, do you want to come for a drink later? And I was like, oh, I don't really want to because I don't, haven't put any makeup on. Mm. So I don't really want to, like, go out. And it's just, yeah. like, so, like, inhibiting. Yeah, yeah. When you maybe actually want to go out and yeah. see friends. And mm. even, like, in workplaces, like, when women have to care so much about how they look and men don't, they don't mm. even have to factor it in. They mm. just have to make sure they, like, don't smell. Yeah. And, like, have a... And don't have a beard or something, you know? <laughs> some people don't even care if they smell. No, exactly. But yeah, like, it's just the patriarchy on us back. Mm. We need to break out of it. <laughs> so true. But it's very refreshing to be around you because you never talk badly about your body. I've never heard you say anything bad about yourself. And, and um, But you've also told me that this hasn't always been the case and you mentioned earlier that you used to be very anxious... Do you know why? Or is that just because of the patriarchy? And... <laughs> I think I just went... It's just come from a long history of just being, like, insecure, like, always being taller than everyone at school and feeling like... And, like, I've always been, like, chubby. Mm. So, I don't know, like, all my friends were all quite, like, petite and small and I felt like no one found me attractive and I also felt like I was just took up so much space so I was taller than loads of the guys at school. Yeah. I think it made me feel like quite unfeminine and like undesirable for a, for a quite a like long age. even when I've had boyfriends who obviously like desire me. Yeah. I've never really felt well I didn't then feel like comfortable and mm. and also just I feel like we're always taught to project how our mental health onto our bodies as women. So true. Yeah, I've had that only a few years ago as well if I struggled mentally or feeling anxious about things that wasn't anything to do with my body but still like you said I projected it and also sometimes you don't realize that you're in a bad state of mind but if you start thinking negatively about your body that's a sign that something else in your life is wrong and needs to kind of to get fixed Um, but it's so difficult to like if you don't realize where it comes from yeah exactly like I think everyone should go to therapy because you start unpicking all of these like thoughts and patterns Mm. that you have just had for so long without and just thinking that like that's just how it is Mm. and then you realize that it doesn't have to be like that at all Mm. but yeah I just I think I don't like, I don't feel like, oh, my God, I love my body. And, like, look in the mirror and I'm just like, oh, my God, you look great. Mm-hmm. It's more that I just just don't think yeah. about how I look anymore. Like, I, like, I dress up and I'm like, oh, I like I like my outfit. But I'm not, mm. like, staring at, like, my cellulite. Like, oh, I'm so gross. Mm. Or, like, mm. looking at my skin and being like, oh, I wish I was better. Yeah. And I've also just stopped comparing myself physically mm. to other people. Mm. Because... I don't know, I just, my whole mindset's changed, like, I don't, like, I have a friend who's always been, like, quite insecure about her body, and, like, I think she suffers from, like, just body dysmorphia, and... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. 
Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She was even saying to me on Halloween, she was like, oh, I'm not looking forward to tonight because everyone's going to look like so nice and I look for and like I just can't stop thinking about like how good everyone's gonna look really and I'm not gonna and I just don't feel that great and I was just like oh, I hadn't even thought about that yeah I yeah like, everyone's just wearing Halloween costumes and mm. like, I was more like worried about like, oh I'm gonna have to chat to people I don't really know yeah like, yeah I was like, mm. dress as a China doll, like, that's life, people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, like, the goal, is to not even think about it. Because I read some research um, not that long ago that Dove made, and I think it was 8 out of 10 teenage girls um, were really insecure about their bodies, and that stopped them from taking part of uh, different activities yeah. outside of their homes. So, again... There's so much women could do if we didn't think about our bodies. Yeah, it's so true. Like, I feel like right now what I st- what still holds me back about like my relationship with my body is like I still don't feel a hundred percent confident of like dating people because mm. I don't feel like people are like find me attractive. But at the same time, I don't. I used to think about that a lot, like when I, especially when I was like clubbing when I was like really young, and mm. I'd, I would be like thinking about what how people look at me and what they must think, and I didn't, I would be like too shy to flirt with anyone in case, because I'd be like, oh no, they'll just be like, oh, you're so gross. Mm. <laughs> but I just, I guess I've just found fulfillment in other areas that I didn't feel like I need to like. I don't know. I don't need validation from other people. Yeah. And also, I think people. I see people's personalities more than I see their. Mm. Like, and I suppose you kind of realise that that's how most people, or the people you want to hang out with, see other people as well. So they wouldn't just think about how you look, but also your personality. No, exactly. Mm. But it's so hard to unpick that when it's yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to give advice to others for <laughs> yeah. yourself, yeah. But you said that you don't feel attracted or attractive now when you date people. Do you have a way of dealing with that now, or...? Just don't really date people. (laughs) I don't really put myself in any situations where I feel like I need to, like, feel... Or, like, be, like, super sexy and attractive. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But then, I think, especially in the last year, I've become actually just a lot more accepting, because I think it was doing, like, the Free the Nipple march... Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. And also doing the shoot with you, where I was, like, in my underwear, and, Mm. like... I actually, yeah, I just, I, I've thought that I would look at myself, like, in these situations, or, like, be on holiday and look at myself in, like, a bikini and be, like, repulsed, mm. but then I was just like, oh, like, I just, that's just my body, like, I don't really care yeah, yeah. anymore, like, it's just, it's such a weird, like, I think like, you're, you get stuck in that, like, habit of always wanting to think negatively about mm. yourself, mm. and then when you just stop caring, it's a bit weird. <laughs> True, yeah, but... Obviously, I talked to B in last episode about free the nipple, and I just said how incredible it was to not think about how you looked and doing it together with so many other people who are yeah. all fighting for the, the same things. But, yeah, that was so beautiful. And again, like seeing you not giving a shit about anything or whatever anyone thought, but 
I think that's really rare. Yeah. And, yeah, just, you seem so confident. You just have to be around the right people. I think Mm. I surround myself with a lot of, like, super feminist friends. And actually, do you know what? Something just popped into my head. Mm. And me and, like, a couple of my, like, like girl group were talking about this. And we were like, we're so lucky that none of our friends ever talk about their bodies. Because actually... That is one of the main reasons why I don't think about it because none of my friends ever talk about weight and they never talk about like weight loss and even when I'm around like other friends who do talk about dieting more mm. and or talk about like healthy eating more mm. and like my sister talk about going to the gym all the time I get super triggered and that makes me then I can almost like feel myself going into those like negative thought patterns. Oh really? But I just I think I just like. None of my friends talk about it, Mm, and they mm. don't talk about how they look at all. That never really comes up. And that's super important to raise as well, because it's not just about people saying bad things about other people, but also about themselves. Like I said, not talking about your own body in front of other people, that can be super helpful for the people in your surrounding. And that comes to all kind of relationships, friendships, family relationships, um... But yeah, it's interesting to hear that you, when you hear people talk about their body, that you kind of go back to how you were in your teenage years. Well, even like the last few, it's only literally in the last couple of years that I've been started feeling confident. Like oh, really? After leaving uni, oh, basically. Okay. Mm. Like the first year out of uni, I was really unhappy and I had a really like quite like bad like body issues. But that's because I'd come out of quite an awful relationship which made me feel really shit about myself so mm. and I was like I'm just gotta go to the gym all the time to like make myself feel better but yeah it's not. <laughs> in what way did he make you feel so. I just it was just like not a very like fulfilling relationship and he was quite like aggressive and a bit like emotionally abusive and would always make me feel like guilty for stuff and yeah. feel bad and not feel like like, not feel like I wasn't good enough, but mm. that already was manifesting inside me. Mm. And I just needed more, like, I don't know, what's the word? Like, reassurance. Yeah, okay. But now I'm in a place in my life where I don't need that anymore mm. from someone else. Mm. Like. But also, we live in a time where social media is such a big part of our life, and especially for you, because you work with social media. <laughs> and But how do you tackle, or do you... Are you affected by um, the media's beauty standards and that kind of stuff now? Well, actually, one of the best things I ever did in my life, one stop by magazines with only like skinny people in, mm. that are just about skinny people. Yeah. Well, not even just skinny people, but just like the, like, the body ideal that isn't even necessarily skinny yeah. people. It's people with like... I don't know, like, washboard abs, like, curves in all the right places. Mm, yeah, in the right places, yeah. <laughs> but, and also, unfollow, like, I mean, this is such a cliche thing, but unfollow every account about, like, fitness mm. that wasn't, um, like, I don't know, that wasn't making me feel good. Mm. And any account about, like, healthy eating that wasn't making me feel good. Yeah. And just have things that, like, inspired me. Mm. And I have, uh, I follow a lot of, like, body positivity, um like bloggers and a lot of like kind of like small fat bloggers and like Mm -hmm. bigger like fat bloggers and I'm just like I much prefer to see people like people that I can see myself in Mm. rather than these like 
unattainable qualities that I keep seeing people in on Instagram. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't follow influencers who I don't feel like yeah that I don't see myself in mm, if that mm. makes sense yeah definitely and I just shut that out yeah. and that honestly had such an incredible like mm. difference yeah and there's so many like alternatives nowadays even though social media can be problematic in a lot of ways but thinking like thinking back maybe just 10 20 years ago when yeah. all people had was magazines and they represented only one body type yeah. or they would say uh oh be whoever you want to be be yourself and then having yeah. guides and guidelines saying no this is how you lose weight oh Way. my god yeah. which is so awful mm. i did my um like dissertation for what one of my uh for uni for mm. english literature no english language sorry mm. on the way that fashion mag- magazines like manipulate people to keep consuming so I was looking at like the language patterns and themes and it's the same for all of marketing. It's just like, if you want to be this person, then you need to buy this product or you need to do this or yeah. you need to do that. And it's just like, just selling us this imaginary thing. And yeah. Most of the time people don't even really know what they want to be. They just know what they don't want to be, which is mm. what they look like right now. What kind of language <laughs> do they use? I'm, I'm intrigued. It is, it's literally just that. So, like, in fashion, it'd be, like, if you want to be, like, a boss business bitch, then you need to buy this, like, new briefcase and these matching shoes to go with uh, it. Or, okay. like, or even with, like, beauty products, it's, like, if you want to be desired... Like, that whole thing is, like, if you want to be attractive, buy this shampoo. If you want to feel... Be valid person, buy this. If you want to... Mm. Yeah. It's just across all of marketing like quick fix yeah, yeah mm. it's like fix yourself by buying this product that won't really fix you because no. the only thing that can fix you is like in your head yeah <laughs> and that's obviously completely against what you believe in now sustainability <laughs> yeah exactly mm. <laughs> no excessive consumption no. I've never ever felt happy from buying lots of stuff mm. like and then as soon as I, like, cut down... Yeah, you get happy for, like, ten minutes, and then you're yeah. back to square one. The studies that they... I can't remember the exact, like, uh, figures, but the amount of time that you actually, like, feel good after buying something is so small compared yeah. to, like, the lifetime of the yeah. products. Oh, memories are funny, because we think that, oh, if only I have this, I would be so much happier. Yeah. We keep thinking about that. Right, but... So this podcast and my photo series is called Women of My Generation, mm-hmm. um, but obviously it's something like body image and media has affected so many people before us, and unfortunately will affect younger people as well. Do you have any thoughts on how we can prevent the younger generation from struggling from eating disorders or just bad body image? Yeah, it's so hard when you're younger and you're a teenager and you're going through these weird changes and no one really talks to you about it. Mm. And then all you have to like see is like Disney teenagers who aren't even teenagers, they're like, well, like in films, mm. where they're all that people in their 20s who have like gone through that awkward stage. Yeah. I don't know, I just hope that we're just going to be more representation. And I think, I don't know what like younger generations are looking at on Instagram, but if they're looking at the same things I'm looking at, like, people like with acne who are like posting about their acne Mm. people with like monobrows Mm. like everything there's so many like different uh, beauty ideals out there that help I I don't know but then that maybe that's still like perpetuating like the idea of like women for their looks like ultimately it needs to start being from kids 
like from when a child is being raised that they mm. just don't have to think about how they yeah. look at all and that should never come into it yeah and I like that you mentioned Disney films because films for me or uh, movies for children obviously affect them so much and I think it was a while ago since I watched a Disney film I have to say but I think it's definitely more diverse now than compared to when we were kids and yeah. we were playing with Barbies, for example. And think about how, like, how many characters are white, like. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, just kind of the generic like stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like body, even from like a young age. I don't know, like yeah, Barbies, like that, like who would ever have that figure? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's actually horrible when you think about it. It's not like a chubby kid with braces. Yeah. <laughs> Where are they? Where are they all? Yeah. That's what we really look like when we're that age. Yeah, with our, exactly. like, questionable fashion choices and our questionable fringes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like about, like, teenagers are so awkward. It's mm. like, oh, I just, I don't know. I really hope that we can move away from it as women. But then it's also kind of scary because it's like, it's getting more like for men as like, how it's been for us for a long time where they feel like, super self-conscious about their yeah. body image as well and I don't know it's like equality but the wrong way around yeah <laughs> men are suffering just as much yeah, as yeah I know it's just awful I don't know I guess we just need to find kind of like alternative things to mm. make us feel good and then that even that oh I don't know that's all it's all like linked up in like capitalism and like mm-hmm. in the society like the structures of how we're living it it's gonna be so hard to unpick it all yeah definitely but I don't know I don't, just no one should have to go through that rite of passage of like feeling shit there's not that many people in the world who well I don't know in like the western world who don't have like hang ups about yeah. your body. No, no, it's really, really rare. Get rid of all mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> mirrors will be banned. <laughs> there was actually a time in my life where I just didn't have any mirrors at home because I didn't so want good. to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I would just be worried that my outfit would like not go. You think? Yeah. <laughs> but then again, your favourite outfit's like pajamas, isn't it? Outdoor pajamas. Yeah, they don't all go together. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, true. It has to be matching colour. Also, I hope that, like, clo- su- uh, clothes uh, shops and, like, sizing and stuff becomes, mm. like, just more, like, inclusive. Because I think that's a lot of the time when people have body hang-ups, they, like, mm. feel like, I don't know, they can't fit into things properly. Or yeah. They can't wear the things their friends are wearing because it doesn't mm. look the, as right on them. Yeah. Right on them because it's only made for, like, a certain body shape. Yeah, true. Well, speaking of, in my next episode, I will actually speak to Yasmin, who's the founder of Plus Equals, um, a body-inclusive fashion brand. Um, So I'm definitely going to pass that on and talk to her about it. Yeah. Um, But before we wrap it all up, do you have anything else you want to add? Or... Oh, I don't know, that's like at the end of a job interview where they're like, have you got any questions? And then all of a sudden you're just like... This is serious, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. No. Um, no, I feel like we've covered loads of yeah. things and, and the main thing is obviously finding purpose in your life that kind of... You, you said it so well, fills in the gap. Um, yeah. 
And just finding like like your appearance isn't what makes you a valid person. Yes. Ever. And that's it mm. never should be. It's like what you do with your time on this earth. Mm. There's so many more important there's so much shit going on in the world, so many people to help, like mm. so much injustice. Yeah. Like how we look should be like the least of our worries, mm. but unfortunately mm. it's so interwoven with our like feelings of self worth. Yeah. But just gotta break it down. <laughs> yes, I love that. Let's end it there. Shall we go and do some face masks then? Yeah, sort of self care night plan. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Hermione, for talking to me again. It was, I loved it as usual. Yeah, so. it was great. Mm. Thank you, and I'll see you later. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.